I'm Pastor Cameron. I haven't already met you. I, I'd love to uh, before the day is out. But um, the church is not just about me, obviously. It's not about any one individual. It's about coming together as a group with each individual having different gifts, different talents, and using those gifts and talents for the betterment of all to reproduce God's kingdom. And so what we're going to begin with is just different ministry leaders from Kalamazoo sharing their heart about their ministry. And it's so that you uh, folks that live down in this area can get a vision as to what New Day Vandalia is going to look like. And you've already heard the type of worship that, that we uh, do, and, and we're going to reproduce that down here. And Carrie's going to come. Actually, where is Carrie? Yeah, sure. She's right there. <laughs> Carrie Miller is uh, head over our worship ministry. Yeah, come on up. And uh, she's going to yeah, give her a hand. <laughs> Tell us about worship. How do you worship the way you do? And show, show what you're All right. In a nutshell. Um, yeah. Um, Take an hour. <laughs> yeah, what is worship? Why do we worship? Um, you know, the Lord God has a whole heavenly host singing holy, holy, holy around the clock. So why why do we worship? Um, I feel like we do it because he's worthy, because he deserves it far beyond what we can produce. Um, but I also think there's a mutual benefit in that it takes our eyes off of ourself and we put our eyes on God the Father. And when we do that in worship, when our eyes are on Him, and usually my eyes are closed when <laughs> my eyes are on Him, um, but it just puts everything in perspective. You know, I get God's perspective. And um, in that half hour we worship corporately um, on Sunday mornings, it's our time to join together to honor God the Father and for Him to give us heavenly perspective. You know, and I believe that there's an exchange that happens in worship. As we lift up our praise and adoration to him, he pours out blessing. He pours out provision. He pours yes. out what does your heart need that Sunday morning? And you come in and you offer yourself before him and you give the sacrifice of praise and he meets your need. And so worship at New Day is about providing that experience in worship for you to connect on an intimate heart level with God the Father. And how we accomplish that is... We are led by the Holy Spirit as we worship. Yeah. When we select our songs, we prepare intentionally for Sunday morning. So we pray about it all week long. God, what do you want to do? What do you want to say? What is the theme that you want to touch on this week? And as we prepare in prayer um, in preparation musically, then we are ready to go on Sunday morning just to follow the Holy Spirit. We're ready, and we're going to go in whatever direction he takes us. So even first and second service may look differently because it's a different group of people first service. It's a different group of people second service. And God the Father and the Holy Spirit want to minister to individuals as well as the corporate body. And so as we lead worship in tune with the Holy Spirit, you know, we're just offering the service to him and saying, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? What do you want to say? And as we offer up our worship... He will often have something to say, whether it be from someone from the worship team or someone comes up and grabs the mic and has a word of encouragement to share. It is at the Holy Spirit's disposal. He is in charge, and we give it over to him, and it's good. It is a good thing. We experience the Holy Spirit, and we experience his presence week after week after week. And so it is our goal to help you experience God in worship. 
the, the reason uh, that we are so focused and the reason that we see it is so important is that if you do uh, just a little bit of research on when young people and when people form their religious beliefs and when people really make decisions that affect how they walk out their entire lives, we see that prior to the age of 13, you have the greatest opportunity to affect these kids and kind of push them or guide them or direct them in one way or another. Yeah. And so as we uh, minister to the kids, we see that we have a vitally important period of time where we can pour into them and we can guide them and direct them for the rest of their lives. And so I see children's ministry as really being potentially one of the most fruitful and productive ministries uh, and important things that we can do in church because it has such a profound impact for the long haul of their entire lives. And the second thing that's important is that we really value the allowing parents and adults the opportunity to get into the presence of God. Uh, if you're a parent, you know, you're, you're busy, you have a lot of things going on, and perhaps Sunday morning is the first or the only time uh, that that parent has taken an opportunity or had an opportunity to get into the presence of God. And if we, uh, as, a, as children's ministers, can make them feel happy, or we can make them feel safe and comfortable leaving their kids with us, they know their kids are safe, they know their kids are being loved on and taken care of, it frees them up to just enter into the presence of God. Yeah. And we know that it's in that place that they their lives can be transformed and they can be refreshed, they can be renewed, and then, you know, be able to once again, you know, pour into their kids after, Good. you know, we've had them for that hour, hour and 15 minutes. And so we just see Sunday school is just incredibly important and incredibly valuable uh, at New Day Community Church. One of the great things about this building is that there's a whole wing of classrooms that really require very little renovation. This whole area, as you can tell, needs completely needs to be completely renovated, and I'll talk more about that later. But we have a bunch of classrooms, and the vision is to fill those classrooms with children. And, and, and you really need to understand my heart as pastor and the, and the vision for New Day is to reach the next generation. You know, the children that we see, right, maybe there's some here, uh, you know, they're, they're not the church of tomorrow. They're the church of today. That's right. And we need to minister, release, and train them up and nurture their faith uh, so that they can be the leaders of tomorrow. Uh, we need to create the opportunity. And Lindsay's going to come and share about ministering to, our, to the youth group. So, yeah, give her a hand. I am one of the youth leaders at New Day Community Church up in Kalamazoo, and I'm also a teacher in Dowajak, so I'm kind of in this area, sort of, but, um, you know, our goal for the youth group is what do you do after the kids reach the age of 13? You know, what do you do with them after they've gone through the awesome kids ministry that we have, or they didn't, and they come from, you know, they come in when they're 12 or 13, and they've already kind of reached the point of, I have some opinions of what I'm supposed to do, and... They're, they're kind of full of attitude a little bit. Um, our, our goal of New Day Youth is to provide a safe place where they can further develop those ideas and where we can influence them and they can be influenced by each other. And we, um, Romans 12.2 is one of the verses that we use to kind of shape New Day Youth. And it is, 
Do not copy the behavior or customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And so we provide a place where they can come, learn about our values, our beliefs, and I know Mark was saying that the young kids, they do form a lot of opinions there, but we lose a lot of the church between the ages of 12 and 18. That's when they decide that they... They don't need to do this anymore. They did it for their parents. Well, they don't care, and they wander away. So our goal is to keep them yeah. and bring them in and have them bring in their friends. Yeah. And to really, our, I, the first, one of the first times that I was a leader at New Day Youth, one of the kids came up and asked, um, why is it that all the adults have the testimonies? Why don't the kids have testimonies? And Pastor Cameron, you were there, and you said, because the kids don't speak up. So our goal is to get the kids to speak up. Come on. And it's been really good. I've been, I've been a youth leader for about a year now, and it's, it's been absolutely wonderful. These kids are so full of passion, and they're just so on fire, and I just I love to fan the flames. It's, it's very cool. So that is pretty much New Day Youth. Come on. <laughs> We're hoping that the youth ministry is, a, is what will start off this church that will begin having youth meetings before we have uh, church meetings uh, because Lindsay works down here and we're, we're talking with some other people that live down here and we'll begin offering uh, outreach to the youth that live in this area and I have a vision that some of the youth of this area will come to the meetings because one there'll be food <laughs> and two, there'll be fun, <laughs> and there'll be a family yeah. atmosphere. They, they all start with F, and so because that's because I'm a preacher. <laughs> so who's fun and family? And they're going to bring their family. So we get the youth coming, uh, the teenagers, and they see their lives changed and go home, and their parents see that their teenager is acting differently because they're going to this yeah. these meetings down there at that new church, then the parents will come. Right? You see that? Yeah. And so it can affect, we can change the culture of this whole We can influence the culture of the community by reaching out to the kids. And I think there's a tremendous opportunity there. All right, Sarah is going to come up and talk about ministry teams. on staff at New Day, serving New Day and serving the amazing Cameron and Kathy. And my husband and I also lead the young adult community from New Day. We really enjoy that. Um, but today I'm going to be talking about two of the ministry teams that we're going to try to get started here sooner. And uh, those two things are the prophetic team that we have going on at New Day we want to reproduce here and the prayer team that we have. And those are mainly Sunday morning ministries. And uh, when we have uh, the end of our service, we've just had a great time of worship. We'll have a great teaching. And then sometimes, you know, people need a little bit more than that. They might need a little bit more one-on-one -on -one ministry. And so we have a team of people who are there to pray for people, just pray for whatever need there might be. And, you know, God cares so much about our needs, and our heart is to just be a team of people that can really serve and love and so people have needs, you know, they might have physical needs, and we believe that God can heal them. Yep. 
and we, you know, people have, you know, needs of their soul, maybe their mind or their heart, maybe they're having fear and anxiety about something, maybe something's troubling them, and God wants to take care of that. He wants to encourage and edify. And then perhaps people have, you know, something going on in their spiritual life or something. Maybe they want to respond to the message that was spoken. Maybe something got stirred in their heart and they want to respond in some way. Maybe someone wants to give their life to the Lord. <laughs> and so we have this team, this prayer team, that is um, kind of trained and, and prepared and ready to serve people and to pray for whatever the need is in a, a loving, kind of hospitable way. And then we also have a prophetic team. <clears throat> and uh, the prophetic team, it's really simple. You know, the word prophetic, you know, some people have different ideas of what that might be. But it's really simple. We just ask God what he has to say for someone. And we, we train people to hear the voice of God. You know, we believe that people can hear God's voice for themselves. Right. Because Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. And so we train people to learn how to hear the voice of the Lord for other people. We train people to hear the voice of the Lord at New Day in general, but then we also train them to hear it for other people. And what's really great about our team is that we really encourage to just minister in love, like I said before. And, you know, we have kind of this guideline that the prophetic ministry that we, you know, serve in always has to be edifying, encouraging, uplifting. We never correct or direct or do anything really specific. We have rules like you can't prophesy about dates, mates, or babies, you know. It has to be kind of in a healthy way. Hearing the voice of God, you know, for someone in a healthy way, and then we record it. So you can come up, like on a regular Sunday, we have a team of people ready to go. People can come up and, and hear from other people what they feel like the Lord is saying to them, and it's on a recording. So you can listen to it and measure it against the Word of God. You can submit it to people who, you know, are in authority over you or, you know, are someone who can speak into your life and bring wisdom into your life. And so it's done in a way that is, is healthy, you know. And so we do that. And it's one of the most, I would say, one of the most powerful ministries we have at New Day. People come and are always so blessed, you know. They can't believe how God really knows where they're at. And it really makes them know how much God loves them. And so we have a great time doing that. It's, one, it's really exciting. I'm, I'm privileged to be over that. So we have a prophetic team and we have a prayer team. And we do that every Sunday. And so if you are interested in being a part of that at all, go ahead and mark it. Um, and we do other things that will develop in the future. But those are the two things we're encouraging people about today. All right. Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Sarah. So again, there's many opportunities, many different ways where your gifts, your abilities, can, you can be trained and then released into ministry. Uh, there's, there's lots of different ways to do church. And I happen to have, I'm, I'm in a network of churches called Partners in Harvest. It's worldwide. And I coach other pastors, and I'm in relationship with a lot of pastors from every type of church you can imagine. I have a friend that pastors one of those kind of churches. Okay? <laughs> and I firmly believe that the right way to do church is the way God tells you. If you're the pastor, if you're the one that's put in the position uh, as the elder over a congregation, the right way to do church is, is the way that God's told you to do it. Uh, and so there's, there's, you know, there's not like one right way that everybody has to do church. Right? But we have to be true to what God's called us to do. And if he's called you uh, to lead a congregation like he's called me to lead a congregation, then I, I am answerable to God. 
<coughs> so one of the things that I value highly is, is equipping and releasing as many people in the church into ministry as possible. And so it's not about me. Look, we, anyone in ministry, we're here to equip the, the body to do the work of ministry, all right? And so the vision is, hey, whatever gift you have, even if you think it's small and, and, and not really good or useful, we can help you use it for the betterment of the kingdom and the advance uh, to make Jesus famous, to minister to other people. And so a lot of what you're hearing are just are, are opportunities for you to minister. And as we found out that as you minister, as you use your gifts to, to help someone else, guess what? You grow. You become stronger. You become more full of faith. When you see someone discouraged that becomes encouraged just because you pray for them, then you get encouraged. Because as you give, so you shall receive. All right? Amen? All right, we have someone else. Uh, the Bensers. Bill Merrily, we're going to come up and talk about our fusion Unlike the prayer team, you might be wondering, what does fusion mean? So I wanted to start with that before we talk about like some of the vision and heart behind it. Um, fusion ministry at New Day means uh, people who are greeting, people who are ushers, people who make the coffee or, or snack stuff for services. Um, people, We have a connection counter um, where people, guests can come and get a free gift after service ends, where people can find more information about the church or things that are going on on a Sunday morning or not on a Sunday morning. Um, and then we also have a first response team, and their job is to kind of respond to guests who have come and send them correspondence during the week. Mm -hmm. So those are kind of the nuts and bolts of what's going on, and then we want to tell you all about the, the vision and the heart behind that too. Okay, so all those positions that he just talked about, um, what everyone uh, is doing is working together to create this environment that's really welcoming where there's this atmosphere that people come in and they feel wanted in that place and they feel that people care that they're there. Yeah. And, um, and when people feel like a welcome, then they can be at ease and relax and really enter into the Holy Spirit and connect with God because really it's all about relationship with God and connecting with Him. And so we wouldn't want to have a, something blocking them from doing that. So by creating this environment it's easier for them to do that. And um, we also, one of the things with fusion is we see each person as a gift from God and that um, we're called to be faithful stewards of what he gives us. So everyone who comes into the door, is comes through the door, is someone that he's given us. And yeah. so we want to care for them well. And um, <clears throat> so we, um, with fusion, we have this, Almost like this roadmap that if someone wants to follow it, they can. And um, we want to see someone go from a first-time guest all the way to a fully engaged member. And so we have steps along the way and, you know, a gift for a first-time guest. And then, and then the information on this. And then do you want to become a member? And here's how you can get involved. We want to see everybody, um, you know, get fully involved where will fully engage and the definition what we came up with the definition for fully engaged is um where's our notes mark we have notes <laughs> um, 
where someone feels strong connections and relationships at New Day, where they feel like they have strong relationships with people. Also, that if they're fully engaged, they are using their spiritual gifts by serving, and they are receiving the personal ministry that they need. So the goal is to have everyone be fully engaged. Yeah, so um, I guess this ministry team is really um, kind of the culture setters or or models for, you know, what New Day Vandalia is going to, what kind of atmosphere is created, right? You know, uh, we hope that um, the warm, welcoming atmosphere is something that's contagious. Uh, We found that to be the case in Kalamazoo that as we started to implement specific, you know, ways of greeting people, um, that it just kind of is natural that everyone at New Day, even though they don't know it, are in this ministry and they're doing it, you know. Uh, even kind of the specific techniques and things we do in training that we see the region team doing, other people are just doing it. It's really great. So this would be an exciting opportunity. You don't need any special skills to be involved in fusion. You just have to be able to smile. And I think you can all do that. I've seen a lot of them today so far. Um, so it's a really great way to get involved. Um, the commitment is uh, not a huge time commitment as well, so it's an easy way to get plugged in. And do something. So, awesome. thanks. All right. yeah. I, I feel it's one of the most important ministries because when people first come in the door, and studies show it's within the first like 10 or 15 seconds that a guest will decide whether or not they'll visit a church again. Uh, it's long before they hear the worship team, long before they hear the sermon, they've already made a decision. They may not be consciously aware of it, but they've made a decision whether or not they feel welcomed, whether or not there's room for them. And the reason that's important is because we have the message of salvation. And, 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 our, and the purpose of the church is to nurture people's faith to the place where they're reproducing disciples. And so we want them to plug into the congregation and become trained up so that they can be a reproducer, that they can, they can make disciples. And so those first few moments, that's just a very, very important ministry to, to welcome people in. We want to be a very hospitable church. A church where people, uh, just just regular people, just normal people, people that normally wouldn't feel comfortable in a church, I want them to feel comfortable here. People that have grown up their whole life going to church, I want them to feel comfortable here too. And I, you know, you see this in Jesus' ministry. Uh, Jesus attracted every sort of person, every sort of person. Why? Because that's who he is. All right, and so we just allow him, allow Jesus to be here, allow the Holy Spirit to be free here. That's the kind of church we want to see reproduced here. And one last, we talk about missions. Where, where's Graham? Okay, good. Graham and Joe, awesome. Give him a hand. Jill, and we met in an organization called YOM, or Youth with a Mission, which is um, focused on training and equipping 18 to 25-year-olds primarily to go to the ends of the earth and to follow the example of Christ in the Great Commission as he told us to go and to reach out to all nations, baptizing <laughs> them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so uh, we met there a number of years ago, and we got trained up in how to uh, lead mission trips, and we got to travel to quite a number of different places around the world, and we basically used a real heart for mission. 
And uh, when we came back to Kalamazoo, we talked with Pastor Cameron. We said we'd really love to um, not just have uh, trips for youth group to go on, because the youth group is already doing mission trips. We said, why can't we do something for the adults and families? And so we, uh, in 2005, took our first mission trip. And then we did a 10-day trip to Morocco. And a number of people in this room were on that trip. And uh, that was a fun time, right? Yeah. And uh, there's some great, great times. And a little bit like the fusion ministry, where if you, uh, you know, if you want to get connected, it's really, we make it as easy as possible. And it's the same way on the mission trips. You don't need any special skills or abilities to join our mission trips. We uh, do all of the training, all the preparation. We work out all the logistics. We lead the trips, and um, over the last few years, we've gone to Morocco, we've gone to Brazil, we've gone to Japan, how many times? Four, four or five times, and, um, and we are in the midst of planning another trip that we'll share with you in just a few minutes. And we haven't lost anyone yet. Uh, we haven't lost anyone yet, although we did technically leave Will behind last time. And what we've really found is that um, we want to take the values and what we do at New Day, and we want to bring that to the nations, because the nations really need to hear about Christ, they really need to um, encounter the Holy Spirit, and they need uh, the freedom and what we experience in our church setting here and in our church family, we need to share that with the world. And so uh, that's what we really want to do. We make the trips uh, as absolutely rock bottom cheap as we can make them and affordable. We um, do them as a 10-day trip. You typically leave on a Saturday. Um, You're gone until the following, a week Monday. So you have to take the minimum amount of time off work. So we try to think through all those practical details for you as we plan the trips. And um, it's just been a really great thing for our church because we don't want to just be insular and just inward focused. We want to be outward focused and to carry the message of Christ as far as we can go. So we have a trip coming up for you to find out more about. So one of the things we found is really important with short-term missions is to always partner with a long-term ministry in the country we go to. Because we want to go and be a service to that ministry to give them a boost to do things maybe they couldn't do on their own. But we don't want the people that we meet to be left without any recourse once we're gone, right? So we always try to find someone to partner with so that um, we're just an aid and a help, and we know that that relationship is continuing after. And so um, we have a relationship in our church with Pastor Mikko and Albina, who are from Bulgaria, actually. And one of the things that they've been doing for the past several years is taking teams into Turkey, which is a Muslim nation. And Pastor Cameron has a heart to reach the Muslim world for Christ. And our first trip was to Morocco, and we haven't been back to a Muslim nation since then. So we're very excited to say last week of August, intentionally, we're going to go to Turkey for 10 days. So we're hoping to leave on Friday Friday night or Saturday morning and return on Labor Day. That's the tentative plan. Cost is not determined yet, and the actual itinerary isn't determined yet, but that's coming up. So if you want to be in the loop, if you want to hear about this as the plans develop, please check that off on your card. And like Graham said, what we'll do in preparation is have maybe four or five meetings together as a team. We'll talk about the culture, the customs, what's appropriate, inappropriate. We'll prepare for anything that you would need to know. Going there, we'll help you get your passport, all those types of details. Um, You won't be alone. So that's it. New Day is not just about affecting our local community. It's not just about affecting ourselves and our families. It is It is about that, but it's also about affecting the local community, the greater regional community, and then the world. 
uh, through missions. And so a, a, a church, that's the vision, that's the vision of New Day Community Church of Vandalia, is to reproduce that by developing all of those teams here. And you can participate, or, or people you know uh, that, that come here um, and get involved can, can participate in all those areas. I want to talk just for a few minutes about the general vision um, and you know this is this is going to be a brand new church. <laughs> Can you tell that? Because uh, I'm so excited. I feel led to read one scripture, and this is the what Jesus replied to Simon Peter after Simon had the revelation and said, "You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God." This is from Matthew 16, verse 16. Peter answered and said. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. <laughs> uh, it's funny there because then he says and he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ a couple of things one is that the what came first was the revelation the supernatural revelation that Peter had it wasn't through flesh and blood but it was a supernatural the heavenly father revealed that to Peter that he knew who Jesus was and he spoke it he confessed the faith in Jesus, And then Jesus says that on the basis of that faith, he was going to build his church. And, and hell itself cannot withstand the church. And the reason I feel led to, to read that scripture is because we are starting a new church here. And we're going to partner with all of the churches that are already working and laboring down here. And the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. That means that whatever strategy, whatever things that are going on in the world that are anti-Christ, anti-God, anti-family, anti-people, okay, anti-life, anti-hope, anti-truth, all of that stuff that's tearing down the negative, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Right? But Jesus came for what? Give to give life, life and life more abundantly. Right? And so we are, we are the body of Christ. You are the church. We are the church. We're Christ's body in the earth to bring that abundant life. And hell itself uh, cannot stand against us as we do that. And he said then, at that point, don't tell anybody. You know, because his work wasn't finished. Jesus had to go to the cross. And this, this weekend, of course, is Easter weekend. Yesterday was Good Friday, the, the, uh, the day that Christ was crucified and buried. And today is Saturday. Today is the Sabbath day. And, and I don't know if you've ever thought about this. I, I'm not, I don't have time for a whole sermon. But the Sabbath was, was established for thousands of years as a day of rest. And God did that to drive into the Israelites' understanding about this concept of rest. And do you realize that on the Sabbath, on Saturday, Jesus rested? He rested. And on the cross, it was finished, right? And on the seventh day of creation, uh, uh, it was finished. Creation was finished. And on the cross, when Jesus uh, died uh, for our sins, he said, it is finished. 
And then he took his body and, he, and, he, and they laid him to rest in the grave. And he, and he rested uh, on the Sabbath. And it was in that rest that he defeated death. Amen. He defeated the devil. He gripped the gates of hell and tore the bars away as he rested. Because he died to himself. He died for you and I. It was in that death that he gained the freedom and, and gained the opportunity for life for every man, woman, and child that calls upon his name. All right, so it's, it's understanding that, that here that today, the day of rest, when Jesus fulfilled the Sabbath, and then tomorrow, Easter morning, when he rose from the grave, and he broke out of the tomb, and he declared that he was risen. And he shares that resurrection life for each and every one who, who comes and accepts uh, his lordship in their lives. So as a church, we're here to represent, to, to represent Jesus Christ. Yes. Uh, represent, to represent Jesus, represent the truth, represent the gospel. And a lot of people are wondering, well, how is it going to work? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I am doing this. We are starting this church because God told me so. Uh, the vision has been ongoing now. Uh, actually, sorry, I'm not going to tell the whole story on time. Uh, yeah, it's on the website. But, um, how is the church going to work? This is a satellite congregation. And what that means is that um, there's two, church, uh, two locations, two congregations, but one church. I'm going to be the pastor over both churches, and we're going to reproduce what we already know how we do church. We've got it figured out. Actually, we've been working on it for 30 years. And so we, we have the culture. We just want to reproduce that down here. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to look exactly like Kalamazoo, because this is not Kalamazoo. It's going to be made up of you and people that live down here. So it'll be a little different. But the general things are going to be the same. And then um, it's not going to be video satellite in that sense. We're not going to actually use satellites. <laughs> it's going to be a branch office. Maybe that's a better term. And so one of the ways that we're going to accomplish that is the, the, uh, we'll raise up people to lead worship down here. We'll raise up people to teach Sunday school and, and be greeters, be fusion team uh, workers. But initially, the preaching, we will rotate preachers with the church in Kalamazoo. So if I'm down here for a week or, or two weeks or maybe doing a month-long series, someone else will be preaching up in Kalamazoo. And you've already met a lot of the somebody else's because those are the leaders that came up and shared already this morning. All of them are excellent uh, preachers and teachers. They all are very good at, at ministering God's word, and we have others as well that can minister the word. And so we'll rotate teachers as this church grows and develops, eventually uh, in a satellite uh, congregation, uh, eventually we often will have a full-time uh, site pastor, but that would be years into the future. And so there's a lot that's already happened. i got to finish. We're almost done. Give me a few more minutes. As you can see, we have a building. This, I'm, calling, I'm calling this the, the upside-down church plan. Because yeah. Normally you don't start with a building. But from the beginning... Amen, Israel? We said the vision is Israel Yoder has been one of the key uh, members. Uh, Dale Stoll, first one of the key members in making this vision a reality, as well as uh, several others here. Uh, the beginning of the vision was we need to start with a building. 
And normally you don't start with a building. You start with a group of people and you grow the group until maybe someday they can afford a building. But God miraculously made this building available. We will be leasing the building once the church gets start, started. And um, it's being renovated, as you can see. Now there's already, what's already happened is all these, uh, the, the existing walls were tore out. The, the floor was actually leveled. It was amazing. Uh, many, many other things have have already taken place, uh, and the reason we've been able to do that is that we already had $60,000 available, wow. all right? Um, it, the total cost for renovation is going to be a, approximately $160,000, all right, to renovate the building, and then we will lease the building. People don't do this for free, you know? Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, but we're getting them to do it almost for free, so but <laughs> And so, uh, with the 60000 we were able to begin the work, but we need to raise an additional $100,000. Now, amazingly, we've already raised 27000 of that $100,000. In about six weeks, seriously, uh, 27000 has already come in. And I'm believing that we can, if we raise all of it, we will have... Uh, not a hodgepodge sound system that I literally we threw together last night and this morning. Not old rickety folding chairs, but we'll have new chairs, uh, a new sound system, the video system, the, the nursery and the kids' rooms will all be furnished. We'll have a kitchen and an a, 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 a area for fellowship and, and, and meals. All of that will be completely furnished uh, as we raise $100,000. And we'll be able to start the church debt-free. Another part of the vision. That it'll be debt we will lease the building, but we won't, we won't be burdened with debt. And so I invite you to, 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 to participate and to, to prayerfully consider uh, being part of uh, fulfilling that vision. Tori's going to come up and kind of share uh, some ways to respond. Let's give him a hand. Okay, yes, so I have a couple things that I want to highlight for you. So you've already got the response cards. There's more back on that table if you missed it in order to um, connect with us about all those different ministries. And so um, in order to raise this money, we've come up with some ways to help uh, get you connected with that. So the first one is this little white card. There's back. All of this is back on that table is the uh, pledge card. So if you don't have money here, but you feel God's put that on your heart to partner with us, you can fill this out and put it in that box, and we'll get in touch with you about how to get the money to us. All right, pledge card's down. All right, now this other card here explains the vision of what you just said, the debt-free satellite, fully renovated. And on the back, we've got the countdown of how much we need to raise in thousands. So um, there's some already pre-filled out there, all the way down to 27 raised. And we update, we have this graphic on our website, at um, newdaycommunity.org slash Vandalia. And I update it almost every week. I think I missed it this week. But uh, you can get, go there and you can see it and you can keep track along with us and pray. This is a reminder to pray because we yes. need more than just your money. Your prayers are what's going to bring Amen. through. God already has all the money out there. Yeah. It's somewhere with you or in the community. I don't know where he's going to pull it from, but I believe he's going to. So let's pray and make that happen. All right. If you um, Also, this, I just grabbed some of these. We have these up at New Day Kalamazoo. And they explain... How you can pay online or with a phone app. Um, if you're curious, you can grab one. Uh, back there. And then finally, there's these brochures up there. And these explain pretty much everything that was just said. They explain our core values. 
and they explain how we act out those core values. And this is just a brochure from up in Kalamazoo, so it talks about service times. Those are for Kalamazoo, not here. <laughs> All right. One last thing. All right. Well, I couldn't neglect my wife. This is Kathy. I just, when, um, when they were sharing about the uh, giving the money for this so we can be debt-free, as, as Cameron has talked about this story in different places as he's gone around, it's amazing. We've had an art dealer in Hawaii contribute. We've had uh, a pastor from Jamaica who lives in Canada contribute. We have a church, a sister church in Baltimore who reach out to the poorest people of Baltimore. And the poorest person in that church gave $100 for this out outreach. So what I'm trying to say is that God himself has such a heart for this area that he is stirring those whose hearts are tuned to him all over the world to pour into this this place. And I just and it just really touches me. I want you to know how much God values this place, how much he cares about you, and in what lengths he's going to to get you something like this. As a church, I, I strongly believe in, in, in co-laboring with all of the churches in the area, and, and hopefully I'll be able to meet the other pastors and leaders in the other congregations. Uh, we're not here to take anything from them, but to, to come alongside and help. And as the church of Cass County grows, every church within Cass County will benefit from that. That's, that's really a, that's the, the heart drive behind this. Well, we're going to dismiss. If you have any questions, uh, please feel free to come and uh, talk. There are refreshments. There's coffee and, and snacks back in the fellowship area. Let's just close in prayer. Don't forget your kids. Oh, yeah, don't forget your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Father, thank you so much for this great turnout, for this great crowd of people. May you bless each and every one. May their Easter weekend be blessed as we celebrate the resurrection. Yes. Father, bless the food. Bless each, each family. Lord, we just speak a blessing over this place. Yes. We have yet to dedicate this building. That will come in the future. But we just declare right now that this place is... It, we do. This is for you, Lord, this building, all this work, this labor. And we pray for Cass County, Lord, that the, the people of this region uh, would be blessed. We come and speak blessing. Uh, so we bless everyone here, but we bless everyone in this community. We bless this community in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, stand up, greet one another. Get